Welcome in, everybody. We're back. Dom, that's true, baby. Another episode. Of course, I am the host with the least, Trumanstein, joined by the host with the most, Owen Dom. How are you doing, bud? I don't know about all that, but <laughs> I'd say it's more of a partnership. I'd like the 50-50 split. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. Oh, I'm happy to be back. You know, it's it's boring when you have to sit there and watch your other teams play the whole weekend and you're just waiting on your team. And it's, you know, it's the benefit. It's 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 the good and the bad, right? Of course, I'm glad the Chiefs are the top team in the AFC. And I'm glad, though, they get to rest. I'm glad we get extra guys back. I'm glad we get, you know, two weeks to prepare for whoever we're facing. But I'm sad that I had to wait so dang long to watch some Chiefs football. It does feel weird, doesn't it? It, it sucks. It, you know, it's like, it's like you always cheer... Like it's just like a normal bye week during the season. You every team wants a late bye week. You don't want an early bye week because that doesn't do shit for you. It's you know you need later in the year. You're waiting on guys to get healthy and stuff like that. But uh, but as fans, we're like, dude, give it to me in like week four because by week by the time week twelve rolls around, I'm just I'm you know I'm I'm in the I'm in the groove. I'm watching football every day. You know I've. I've made my burgers. I've made my barbecue. What? Chiefs don't play? <laughs> you know? And, you know, you have to watch these playoff games and pretend to care. And, you know, you um, do care. The, but the shit teams, you know, that you've beat, that haven't played anybody, that talk so much shit throughout the year, and now have resorted to talking shit on other teams that uh, that beat them. But, uh, you know, I, we don't know any professional football players that would have done something like that, do we, Troy? Gosh, dude. The Cleveland St- – the, the what? The, I almost said the Cleveland Steelers, which is close to other things. But the Pittsburgh Steelers talking shit on Cleveland continuously. Still talking shit. Clay, Chase Claypool saying they're going to get clapped next week. I appreciate the confidence, Chase. Now shut the fuck up. Uh, we're, we're trying to win a playoff game. We don't need you to give them bulletin board material. We're already worried about not giving them bulletin board material. So I'd really appreciate it if you just would please, just kindly. I, I post this on my Twitter uh, if you follow it, Twitch, uh, Twitter.com slash Steam Machine, uh, you know, it was, it was the Mr. Incredible meme where it's, please, sh- it's, it's shut the fuck up. Please shut the fuck up. And that's, we're just, you know, we, we can handle the trash talking that we want to do on our own time. And we'd really appreciate it if you just left it to us. Let, and Sammy Watkins us. already said something like that, apparently, so. Oh, great. Yeah, I mean. Did you see that? No, I didn't. <sighs> Sammy said that they're, Sam, I think Sammy said that they're bad or something. I don't know. <sighs> I just, but Truman, you know, you know I, I hate bulletin Truman, board material. I mean, but going back to bulletin board material, like you said, I'm. we gave the most dangerous team with bulletin board material, with the most dangerous player bulletin board material, and then we clapped them. And that would be the Titans from last year, who That's everyone true. thought, oh, Chiefs run defense is so terrible. They're mm-hmm. about to go against the best running back in the league. And then Frank Clark goes, yeah, I'm not scared. He's pretty easy to tackle. And everyone went, what? Oh, no, my God. Oh, my that. God. You can't say that. And about then Derek he ran Henry. for 63 yards. Yeah. So, you know, right. and now we're talking about the Browns. I'm I'm yeah. fine. You know, the Chiefs, this is a game the Chiefs would win. So let's talk. So let's talk about it. I said, okay, so the Browns pulled the upset, and the Chiefs are going to see them on Sunday. I believe it's two the 2 o'clock spot on Sunday. Yeah. And for anybody, you know, being like, wait, wait, when's the game? Oh, wait. two Is it? Is it 2 o'clock Eastern? Is it 1 o'clock noon for me? 
Now I gotta check. Now let's double check just for anybody listening. Just so we get the times right. The game on Sunday is at 2.05 Central Time. So anybody in Kansas City, 2.05 Kansas City Time. I get to watch it at 105. That's nice. I, you know, right when I wake that up. That is nice. <laughs> Just kidding. You could probably join us here on twitch.tv uh, slash Steam Machine. You can see, uh, uh, you can probably see us do a little, probably a little pregame. A little, probably little, a little pregame, yeah. A special little pregame between, you Playoff, know, yeah. Playoff pregame. For yeah. Sure. Very exciting. Um, But yeah, so the Browns pulled the upset. So the Chiefs will see him on Sunday. How are you feeling about it, Owen? Give me your thought process going into this week. Well, Truman... I was I was thinking about it, I was like, man, the Browns look really hot and scary. Like, that's good. And then right. I started thinking about it, and I was like, okay, so why did the Steelers lose this game? Oh. <laughs> uh, an interception, a couple interceptions that were bad interceptions, two tipped yes. interceptions. Yes. Um, and then one snap in the end zone. You yep. take away two of those interceptions and that snap, the Steelers win that game. Yeah, as the Steelers only lost by, what was it, 11? As, as much as a beatdown as that was, the Browns basically went into prevent defense for the last, uh, you know, I don't, the half. last half, I mean, quarter. Yep. They were up 28 to zero at quarter, and I think they just went into prevent after that. And we're in danger of blowing it. But, you know, we're also the guys that say every week, don't worry about the Chiefs. Don't worry about Sweetheart. They're just playing, they're just, they're just closing the playbook. So maybe the Browns pl- close the playbook. Sure, but, but Truman, but, but here's, here's the point I'm trying to get at. The Steelers were tearing through their secondary like butter. Do you know right. uh, what the o- overall offensive rating for the Cleveland, I'm mean for Cleveland, for the Pittsburgh Steelers is? They're bottom half. Oh, I believe no. they are 19th. Oh, jeez. If, if the 19th rated offensive team can tear through you, what is the number one offensive team going to do? And that is why I am not worried. Not worried, huh? Not, the man is not worried. You heard it here first. Owen Dom is not worried. Not, I'm really not. I can quote you on that in the article yeah. this weekend. Yeah. yeah. All right, because I'm publishing. Did. I'm publishing them. I hope you understand. Okay. Take it to take it to Learning House and publish it because you go ahead. So here's here's a little fun fact about that turnover fact is that the Chiefs have only lost the turnover battle twice this year. Can you name those two games per chance? They didn't lose them. How about that? I'll give you that. Yeah. One one you'll because be like duh, and then the other one you'll be like interesting. Um, is the one to the Chargers in Week Seventeen? Nope. Um, oh, sorry. Wait, they did lose that turnover battle. Sorry, that's three. Sorry, okay. I didn't even think about that game. Sorry. sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, and they did lose that game, of course. So right. Um, I don't think they lost it against the Raiders, did they? Nope. That that first game that was a, we tied it with one one uh, takeaway piece, right? Yep. Yep. So was it the Panthers game? Nope. Uh, the Dolphins? Dolphins game, yes. Because remember, Mahomes threw three interceptions. Oh, right. Because he had those okay. terrible, stupid, stupid, stupid ones. Right. And then? I don't... The I don't know the other one. Atlanta game. Ah. The last game the yeah. Chiefs played, 17-14. Uh, other than that, the Chiefs haven't lost the turnover battle this year. They've tied it a fair amount of time, but they really haven't, they haven't lost it since... You know, outside of those three games, but really those two games, we don't really. Again, I, I don't really take much from the Chargers game. So, right. so the odds, and, and you know, again, they lost the Miami turnover battle by three turnovers. It was four to one. 
and we still won, and we still scored 37 points. And one of those was a red zone turnover. One of those was a pick in the end zone. And just... Yeah, but, but also that was... Speaking on that, that was an incredible interception. And if, if that happened It was an you, incredible that, interception. That's yeah. when you just go, fuck. Like, well, well, oh well, yeah. Uh, my biggest concerns here, yeah, I'm not, honestly, I'm not that concerned about the Browns themselves, right? But there is concern for overlooking. Obviously, the Titans looked at, went overlooked all the way to the AFC Championship game last year. Until some, right. it, you know, and so you can't go, well, we just don't respect them. You can say... You need to be able to respect these guys. They've they've earned this spot. Whether how you feel about Pittsburgh aside, they've earned the spot to be here. So you need to be worried about the Browns. And as long as there's, and I, but I think Andy Reid's not the one to take games lightly. I don't think he, I don't. You know, we we don't have a lot of those dumb trap games that we lose. We lost the Raiders game earlier. I think that was more of a trap game. I think that that was very lost, surprising. Like- and the only other one I can think of, Truman, is the one last year when we lost to the uh, the Chargers. Or is it last year or two years ago? It was when two we years lost ago. That but, overtime game. But that was a good Chargers team. No, they they went for it on two, right? Right. Right. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember twenty five cent tequila wells playing a part in that game. Yeah, we were upset. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, we were definitely upset. RP eighteen sixty three. By the way. Oh, did it close? Yes, yeah, close. Upsetting. Upsetting. One of our favorite bars in Manhattan closed. Um, but yeah, so don't overlook the Browns. Obviously, we overlooked the Titans last year. But I think my main concerns is the is the Browns rushing attack. And yep. if and if Mahomes can be fresh. I mean, yeah. if, if not as much fresh, but tuned in. He seems to have he just doesn't seem as focused lately, and I think that's my my biggest concern about the Chiefs, that if Mahomes comes out there and throws three interceptions, again, we beat the Dolphins when he did that, but that's still not a winning formula by any means, you know? Yeah, so sure. it's still definitely a concern, and it'll be a lot harder of an uphill climb against a you know a team that did make the playoffs instead of the Dolphins who didn't make the playoffs. And obviously neither did the Falcons make the playoffs, but we beat both those, so maybe they're not the best examples. But again, they the Chiefs owned the Dolphins. The Chiefs went up, you know, the Chiefs were up at halftime when they were down 3-0 in the turnover battle. Right. So it's just again one, I think I think they're gonna be tuned in. I don't think they're gonna have these problems. I don't think they're gonna have five turnovers and you know, four interceptions or whatever it was from right. yeah, from Big Ben. What what how many interceptions Big Ben throw? Yeah, four yeah. interceptions. Jesus Christ. You could add and 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 they had a and they had a fumbled. Oh, it was, oh, sorry, it wasn't a fumbled snap. It was the, sorry, it was ruled as a, as a, as a fumble, fumbled uh, on Marquise Pouncey, but it was just him hiking the ball over Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Which was really weird because Pouncey's like not a bad player at all. Like an all pro safety, all all pro center. He's been all pro right. before. I'm pretty so, sure that was he's so weird. he's at least a Pro Bowl center. Um, but yeah, so one, I don't think that's. You know, obviously, never say never. The Chiefs had a had a disaster uh, versus the Texans last year, and yeah, we're all accustomed to the Chiefs being able to come back, but we can't keep on count banking on that, right? Right, right. So, but I don't think they will. I think Andy Reid's going to have them tuned in. I think Mahomes is going to be fresh, and he's going to be tuned in because here's the thing: is that we're all worried about the run about the run game, and we see this every time the Chiefs play. Is the defense shows up. Stops is Mahomes gets the ball first. Mahomes goes down, scores a touchdown. The other team, you know, that has this vaunted run run offense and stuff like that. The defense makes them go three and out or six and out or whatever it is. Uh, and then 
and then Mahomes gets the ball back, goes down and scores a touchdown. Now they're down 14-0, and now they're not running the ball. And if it's Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes, feeling good. Feeling great. Right. And obviously the, the, the defensive line for Cleveland is also a little scary with, with Miles Garrett. And it'll be big on if Mitchell Schwartz can play. But again, I we've we talked about this last week about the about the O line issues that we've had with Patrick Mahomes is that it's him drifting too far back. And I think that obviously, again, like we talked about, if if guys like me and you can spot it, or guys you know n- way smarter than us, but still dumber than NFL scouts that are doing it on YouTube can spot it, then I feel like the Chiefs can take the time to fix that and figure it out. Oh and, yeah, and then I'm sure you've seen this, but so. Andy Reid was already preparing for the three scenarios of who we're going to face. Oh, of course. So, I'm sure he's got right. binders. I'm sure he ha- I'm sure he spent 3 days each each of last, you know, of I'm sure he spent 2 or 3 days of last week on each team. Uh, you got to have a double you got to have a double bye week looking at it too. So, you, you know we're about to see a shift right to Rose Bowl parade or something like that. Right. Yeah, and they, yeah, right. They've got the big the best play drawer in the NFL and Andy Reid. I just I'm not concerned. I mean, the Ravens defense shut down Derrick Henry, and they allowed uh, during the regular season they allowed 100 yard rushing games just as much as the Chiefs did. They both allowed him nine of 16, and I would say Derrick Henry's you know that's just a better that's a better rushing, probably better running back than Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Obviously, being able to have both of those guys helps a lot. And but right. you know again it, he's still a 2,000 yard rusher, and he did. Andy did uh, run out of run out of steam in the playoffs. There, uh, you know, Roaring Bulls generally in the chat always talks about usage rate. You know, it's not it's real. And when we got rushes for two thousand yards, you know, I think the same thing happened to Adrian Peterson when he rushed for two thousand yards. I think they made the playoffs and nothing happened after that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a reason that this is the biggest spread of of the divisional weekend this week. At uh, the Chiefs are. The Chiefs are 10-point favorites. Everybody else is Holy shit. seven or three-point favorites. Uh, last week, the Saints were the biggest favorites, and they had the widest margin of victory. Uh, they won by 12. The other games were decided by 11, 10, 8, 7, and 3. So, yeah, I feel all that being said, this is a really long way to say <laughs> don't give a shit about the Browns. I feel great about them. I think the Chiefs give the right amount of shits about the Browns. And while me and you might be dismissing them, it does not matter what me and you do today. The right. Chiefs do not give a shit what we say or how much we're dismissing them or the shock or the talk radio host or all this shit. Nothing that we say puts a chip on anybody's shoulders. The only thing that matters is what the Chiefs say, and I think the Chiefs do take them seriously. Yep, I'm with you. So, all right, that being said, speaking of somebody that had something weird to say about this game, uh, Kareem Hunt made an interesting comment afterwards. He was talking about the Browns will be the Browns, blah, 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 and stuff. All, you know, they were celebrating on Instagram Live. They were playing the Juju TikTok song in the back. Corvette, Corvette. Yep. Corvette, Corvette. Yeah, and by the way, I think last week was the Browns Super Bowl. I, you know, I think they want to beat the Chiefs, but I don't think they really give a shit about beating the Chiefs. Like when the Chiefs went on the road and beat the Houston Texans a few years back, Everyone's like, thank God, we got the monkey off the back, we won the playoff game. And then they lost to the to Patriots next week. It feels a lot like that. Like, you're like, okay, yeah. cool, Browns, you did it. You got your monkey off your back. You beat the Steelers in the playoffs. And I don't think they – I just don't think they're as hyped up for whatever else is going to happen here. Um, so, but that being said, the, uh, Kareem Hunt was on Instagram Live, and he said that this game is, is pers- it's personal this week. 
And my question that is, uh, why? Why is it I personal, mean, Owen? For me, I just think it's because it's his former team. I think anyone's just going to try to give their team bulletin board material. Um, I really hope he doesn't have any ill will against the Chiefs because the Chiefs, like, the Chiefs are the ones that had to make the tough choice. Like, man, you lied. You lied to him. Like, everyone's seen the video, and, you know, whatever your opinion on, you know, why he would, you know, attack the woman or whatever, the that – the video aside is not the reason why Kareem Hunt got kicked off the Chiefs. No, exactly. The reason why Kareem Hunt got kicked off the Chiefs is because he lied to front office about what happened. Right. If he, if he would have come up and said, hey, man, this girl called me the N-word like 25 times and I kind of lost my cool and I, and I tried to kick her, the Chiefs probably would have been like, okay, cool. Right. But that's not what he did. No. And he lied about and denied the whole situation. And then freaking TMZ was like, hey, bro, we caught you in 180p doing this shit. And the Chiefs were like, bro, why would you lie to us? So, sorry, dude, we got to get you out of here. Right. Yeah, it's so just... It sh- it, so, I think, to answer your question, I, I just think it's just because it's his former team. And I hope there's nothing past that. I hope he really doesn't have any ill will against the front office because he doesn't have the leverage to have ill will against the Chiefs front office. Right. And obviously, the media is going to play into these storylines. And I guess, technically, in this instance, we are feeling... It feels odd to say, but we are the media... In a way, over here on Dom, that's true. And it's an interesting thing when, you know, yeah, I think, but I think, I think anything we're going to say has been said a million different ways on Twitter, you know, already. And we're, you know, two days removed from this comment. But, you know, again, you, you, you fuck this. This wasn't the Chiefs. Yeah, it was, you kicked a girl. So you got kicked off the team because you lied about it. I mean, and that's, and. Because because there's also instance where he had like gotten in fights at a water park, he had other right. altercations at a casino, but you know the Chiefs stick stuck through it and kept it quiet, and you know obviously you can't even say that. Well, I think the Chiefs would have let him go anyways. No, because you know who they didn't do that with, Tyreek Hill, a perfect example of somebody that told the truth and said the the cops they say hey the cops are investigating you for this and he probably said yeah. Uh, my son fell and broke his arm. And, you know, that recording that you've heard is doctored. Here's the actual... And, and they and they said that Tyreek Hill was like, Here, here's the full audio. Here's all the things that I said. Here's all what happened. Yes, I disciplined my child. But I didn't break his arm. And, and they've doctored... And, and the, the audio that the news released was doctored to be sensational, to make me look bad. And stuff like that. And he said, here's the full audio. He was completely transparent with the Chiefs. And the Chiefs... Stuck through it. Stuck through that media storm. There's still people that will that will shit on Tyree Kill for what happened, even though he's been fully exonerated. Essentially, I mean, he has been fully exonerated in in the eyes of the law and in the eyes of the Chiefs. And people, you know, but that's neither here nor there. But the, but the instance being is that the Chiefs were willing to co- co- cooperate with you, and if you had said, "Yeah, I, I kicked this girl," and Whatever, but there's also this and this and this and this. That probably would have happened. And what he said was, I don't, I don't know. I didn't kick a girl, or you know, he didn't, he didn't mention sure. it. Nothing happened. <laughs> and of course, TMZ gets a video, and and then you're and then you're gone. You know, at the end of the day, as with most things in life, yes, some things are bad. Some things are really bad. But most times, if you tell the truth. 
people will stick with you through a lot of things. And people will, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you're on your phone at work and you throw your phone in the drawer when your boss walks up and your boss comes up to you and says, hey, were you on your phone? You know what you should probably just say to your boss? Yep. Yeah, I was on my phone. Sorry. I was, I was checking. I was, you know, then you can lie about what you're checking, but you're on your phone, obviously. <laughs> we all saw it, you know. So, yeah, I mean, he didn't get kicked off the team for kicking the girl. He got kicked off the team for lying about it. And, you know, so the fact that he said it's personal, I think, rubbed a lot of people the wrong ways because it broke a lot of people's hearts. I remember, you know, we were in Jeff's. I remember being in Jeff's when we saw the news that, Tyre, that Kareem Hunt had got kicked off. We literally basically ordered pizzas. Then the news story had come out with the video. And then by the time we went to go pick up the pizzas for dinner that night, Kareem Hunt was kicked off the team. And we were standing in the pizza parlor because, uh, and the reason this pizza parlor may have closed is because it was fucking taking a long ass time, even though they told us when the pickup time was. You know, we were there for an extra 20 <laughs> minutes waiting on the pizzas. But it was, you know, it broke our hearts. We were upset. I remember being like, God, the fucking season's over. And, you know, and they go on and lose to the Patriots in the, <laughs> in the AFC Championship game. And it, there's, you know, a fair amount of evidence that they lost in overtime. You know, if, if they have a running back that can put it away, and that they can rely on that's as good as Kareem Hunt, they probably win that AFC Championship game. We're going for three right now. And Kareem Hunt even said that when he got pulled over his DUI. He said, I should be playing for a Super Bowl. He knows it. He knows it. He knows all this stuff. He knows that he's messed up. And just, I don't know. It just rubs, it rubs me the wrong way. I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. At the end of the day, it's probably just NFL speak, you know, oh, it's my former team. But, you know, dude, and obviously, when you're playing the Chiefs, you can't say, oh, I still love the Chiefs. I love everybody there. I messed up. I, you know, and, and he'll probably say that in interviews this week. There'll probably be more questions asked to Kareem Hunt about the Chiefs. And he'll say things along those lines, and we'll all be fine. But, you know, just the, the spur of the moment, I think, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And, that, and this is the big news story so far. Mm-hmm. Before the I just quotes. think he was trying to create some, I just think he was trying to create some bolt and more material for himself and yeah. for the Browns. Right. So, okay, that being said. We've talked about the Browns. We're not here to overlook the Browns. We're not ensuring any sure thing about, about the Browns. It's the biggest spread of the weekend. It happened last year with the Titans. Titans got to the AFC Championship game as the sixth seed. They knocked off, you know, the 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 four and the and the well one. this time they knocked yeah, they knocked well they knocked off the three and the one. Yeah. So I'm not saying that that's gonna happen. I'm not saying that's not gonna happen. But I'd be silly not to talk about it. If the Chiefs win this week, Owen, who would you rather face? Buffalo or Baltimore? Buffalo. Really? I just I think Buffalo's really one-dimensional. Uh, I'm less scared of Josh Allen and uh, gosh, Zach Moss and their third running back who's well, Zach Moss out? Singletary. Zach Moss is out this week. He might be out for the I think the rest of the playoffs if I Yeah, so I I'm saw. less scared of Josh Allen and Devin Singletary running the ball than I am of Baltimore's running attack. I think that both of them are really one-dimensional. Buffalo's right. pretty one-dimensional with pass. Uh, Baltimore's pretty one-dimensional with throwing the ball. And I think that Chiefs have a better secondary than they have linebackers and DNs. So I would just rather face uh, – I'd rather face uh, – Baltimore. Yeah, I. I well, feel actually, like, I'd rather face Buffalo. Sorry, I'd rather yeah, face Buffalo. I, I guess I disagree with you. Either way, I don't think either of these teams looked like the world beaters everybody thought they were. They're right. exactly what we said they were. 
They were playing bad teams. They've been propped up against those bad teams. They had to play playoff teams, and they barely squeaked out victories. Baltimore got outplayed by two scores. I'm confident to say that. I think I think the Colts went to fourth down and turned it over inside the five yard line twice, mm-hmm. and and they still had the they still had the ball at the end of the game and a chance to score. And Philip Rivers wasted three straight downs. Yeah, the, yeah. Josh Allen barely escapes with a win. Josh Allen, I, I guess you know they might escape with a win this week because you know Lamar's again. Lamar has changed the narrative. That's the big thing about Lamar this 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 year is change the narrative. I can win in the playoffs. I can do. I can play from behind. You know, Lamar won his first game from being down 10-0. But, you know, there's always the opportunity that he goes back to to being regular Lamar. You know, regular playoff, can't play from behind Lamar. That's, you know, that's the thing about the rushing game is, yeah, 10-0 is fine. But if you don't score and they stop you and then they go up 17-0, then, yeah, at 10-0 you can still run the ball. At 17-0, 14-0, 21-0, things we were talking about earlier, the scenarios you can get in quickly against Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and just real, real quick touching on that, it's not all Lamar's fault. I love the clown, no. I love the clown, but Lamar's receiving core isn't the best. And, and that also contributes to it. That also contributes to why the Ravens need to be really good at running the ball. But, yeah, no, it's exactly like you said. 17-0, that's going to be tough for a Ravens team to come back from. Right, and... But yeah, at the end of the day, I think I'm more scared of the Bills technically because I, but only because I have to pick one. I'm not scared of either of these teams anymore. I've placed a fairly large wager that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I I bet another streamer, uh, a Pokemon box, you know, for that's a, of significant value, not too significant, not you know, not a month's rent or anything like we talked about. Never bet the rent money, but you know, I've bet I've bet a, a fairly significant amount on, on yeah. the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl versus versus the field. Because we talked about, you know, uh, at the end of the day, if you can't put your money where your mouth is, what's your what's what's your what's your word worth? And you know, the Chiefs were plus one twenty favorites. And he said, Hey, if you buy me this, can I buy you this if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? And I was like, Yeah. So I gave him basically plus one twenty odds. And I said, This is the thing I want. And uh but you know at, so at the end of the day, yeah, I but that's all a lot based on that I believe that Baltimore and Buffalo wasn't that good, weren't that good. And then we saw them both struggle against teams that aren't very good. The Cleveland, the Tennessee Titans, and the AFC South, and the, and the Indianapolis Colts, as much as we love the AFC South, favorite division, for sure. They both weren't great teams. They weren't top-tier teams. And Buffalo and Baltimore both struggled to beat them. Balt- Buffalo got outplayed. I don't care. I don't, you know, Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers. For sure. But Buffalo got outplayed. <laughs> I, you know, it's, that's, that's the, that's the thin of it. And so, yeah, so I guess, but technically I'm still more afraid of Baltimore, of Buffalo, because I think they can be more opportunistic. And I think that's what scares me against the Chiefs is if you can be op- opportunistic and take advantage of the defense and keep Mahomes off the field, then you can do well. But Buffalo yeah. isn't the world beaters we thought they were. Nope. But that feels like a lot on the Chiefs. And, you know, there are seven other teams playing this weekend. So let's talk about the other half of them. Or the other, you know. Well, let's talk about the other half of the field. Um, Oh, sorry. And the reason that I'm not really scared of Buffalo versus Baltimore, this was the fact that I read right before we got in here and said Uh this. But uh, 
Patrick Mahomes is the oldest remaining quarterback in the AFC playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was Baker Mayfield. I thought Baker's older. No, no. Patrick was drafted a year the year ahead of Baker. Yeah, I still think Baker's older though. I'm, I'm, I think I it was I on Twitter, so they can't they can't lie to me. Mahomes age. Hold on, hold on. Let me double check this. 20, right, you're good, you're good. Twenty five years. Baker Mayfield age. He's also 25. Wait, when's his birthday? Hold on. Hold on. April 14th, 1995. Patrick Mahomes. Oh. It's going to be tough for him to be older, younger. September 17th. Okay. All right. Baker Mayfield is older. Interesting. I don't know. Somebody else said that, but I guess he is the most experienced technically. He's been the playoffs the most times, or he's, he's played the most playoff games out of anybody remaining. But I guess Baker Mayfield is older. Whoever whoever tweeted that on Twitter, take it off. I'm mad at you now. I didn't, I didn't fact check you, and I'm upset about it. Patrick Mahomes is <laughs> younger by three months than Baker Mayfield. But Baker Baker Mayfield acts more like a child, so I see why you got confused. <laughs> um, all right. But sorry. So let's 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 shift our focus to the NFC uh, to the NFC. Sorry. Did anything that happened in the NFC this week change your mind about what's going to happen in no, the NFC? No, they're weak. The NFC is so weak this year that. Seahawks got embarrassed. Uh, the Saints really sucked ass against an inferior opponent. Don't care that they won by the most points. They weren't. They didn't look good. Uh, the Bucks barely beat the sorry ass football team. Uh, yeah, that game was. I'm I'm mad. I think that was my like one thing on my parlay that didn't cash was. Don't I don't care Saints. if Taylor Heineke or popped the, off. The Bucks not covering. Yeah. Yeah, don't care. The Bucks did not look good. Oh, but Antonio Brown's starting to heat up. Don't care. Don't care. Nope. The team didn't look good. Right. Oh, they put up 30. Yeah, the football team put up 23 on you. Shut up. But uh, Romo but no. Romo said that the Chiefs are going to face the, the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. No, they're Romo. not. You remember they're Romo gonna, saying that. You watched the it. The Bucks are going to run into the Saints and get collapped. Alvin Kamara's going to feast. But you just said the Saints played bad. What happened? Yeah, they can still play bad. I can still not be scared of the Saints, but the Bucks can still get clapped by the Saints. I guess the biggest thing that worries me that changed my mind about what happened this weekend it was a stat that they kept on repeating on the Saints broadcast. But did you know that Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, and uh, Michael Thomas have only played 10 quarters during the regular season together? Together? Yeah. No, at the, not at that. the same time. A lot, a lot like the Chiefs were last year, where it was like we hadn't had Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill on the field at the same time, like until like the last six games. Then all right. of a sudden we looked, we you know, once we got all of them back after the Titans game, cruised to the Super Bowl. And you're right. like, huh, weird. Wonder how that happened. So that's the only thing that worries me about the NFC is because I really didn't know that. I hadn't thought about that. But Michael Thomas has been out for a while. Either. Michael Thomas just caught his first touchdown of the season. What? Yes. Alvin Kamara was out a, a fair amount of time. Obviously, Drew Brees broke 11 ribs or whatever it was. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, if I'm the Packers, the fact that the, the Saints still got the two seed and their big three that they had down there in New Orleans was only together for 10 quarters and they got to the two yeah. seed, that worries me. And I know you've got a. I know you've got a, a ride the ride the Packers. I know you probably got Num King in your chat over there, but <laughs> I'm just. If I'm the Packers, I'm still 
I'm still concerned. I'm still I'm still worried about what the Saints is going to happen. They just uh, gotta I, take care of business and uh and beat and beat. Who is it that the Packers are playing? Who's that? Who's the other NFC that I don't care about? Oh, oh shit. yeah, it's the it's the team that beat the Seahawks. Who beat the Seahawks? The Rams. Sorry, holy the shit. Rams. Yeah, that's right. With, with one Rams. with one thumbed Jared Goff. Yeah, the Rams actually looked kind of good. Um, so I, I'm actually pretty interested in what's gonna happen. Who's gonna be playing for the NFC NFC Championship? Yeah. Because um, I think that the Rams are a team that underperformed basically all year. Right. Um, and I, I, I do think they're good. I think Sean McVay is still a good coach. Right. Um, you know, we all kind of picked the Rams to p- probably finish last in that division. And, uh, you know, they passed the Cardinals, who we thought were a team that had a possibility to do, go worst to first. And then, they, right. and then they beat up on an in-division rival in the Seahawks. You know, people right. say it's hard to beat somebody three times, but and it, it is. But right. the Rams outplayed them. The and, Rams made Russ look bad. So, right. you know, if – uh, if, well, yeah, Russ has I, looked I, bad really since like week nine. Um, yeah. and no, but he looks real bad. Forty yeah. completion. And I guess I'm talking about Breeze, Breeze, Kamara, and Thomas. But technically, probably, honestly, at all three of those positions, Packers probably have somebody better. Rodgers, right. you know, this year, Rodgers is probably better than Breeze this year. Aaron Jones has probably been better than Kamara, and uh, Devontae Adams is better than Mister Slant, Michael Thomas. So yeah, I guess. If I had to be truthful, yeah, it doesn't change my mind that much. I still probably think Green Bay cruises to the Super Bowl, and then anything could happen. Uh, but yeah, I don't. You know, I think the Saints move on this week. I think Green Bay moves on this week. But uh, I'm still very interested in what that New Orleans team could look like because I'm not sure we've seen them look their best, and they were, and they still got to the two seed. Yeah, I'm but I'm but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested in the NFC. I think anything could happen. I I could see the Buccaneers beating them. And, right. I, and I could I could even see the Rams winning, but it's all right. about whatever team brings their best, because it's the playoffs, man. Whoever yeah. plays the best game is gonna win. All these teams are basically. I honestly I feel like the Chiefs are just kind of above the rest of the AFC teams. Right. But the NFC teams are all kind of even for me. I feel like any of those teams. I, I think the Packers are probably the clearest at the top, but out of the other three, I think all those are even, and they have they definitely have the possibility to knock off the Packers. Right, and it's one of those things, in a weird way, if the Chiefs hadn't won the Super Bowl this this last year, I don't know if I would be as concerned with them this year. Because uh, I don't think the expectations, like, the expectations are literally win the Super Bowl or, was, or the year was a fucking waste. Right? right? You know, and it could be get to the Super Bowl, the year's a waste, and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, before that, we had normal expectations. We were Chiefs fans. Right. But now it's like, well, we've been there before. And... There's no reason we shouldn't be there again. And, you know, I think, you know, Green Bay went to the NFC Championship last year. The Saints have been, you know, knocking on the door for a while. I think either, I think those teams are both very hungry, but at the same time, I'm not sure either of them, I don't know who wants it the most in the NFC. Well, Truman, we haven't considered this. I I know we haven't talked about this yet. The Vikings aren't in this playoffs. Does that mean the Saints are going to go to the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, because they, well, they lost. Well, the Saints did lose to the Rams, so... On that, on that ridiculous. Yeah, but we don't need to talk about that because that was disgusting. Probably right. the worst call in NFL history. Right. But the Saints have been pretty much cursed. Well, actually, probably not the worst call. There's probably a, forward progress was pretty bad. At least, at least they were trying to interpret the rule correctly. The Rams call. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but all right. So let's move on uh, to the to our one non-playoff topic this week. 
Uh, there's been, you know, a, a fair amount of firings in the NFL uh, since the season was over. The one that happened yesterday was, I think, the most surprising and confusing. And the way that I frame this question for you is, uh, on Monday, the Eagles fired Doug Peterson. Uh, why? Uh, you know, I like your allusion to the uh, the cream hunt question. Was, I think that was very okay, well thank done. You, thank I you. really appreciated that. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, I'm just as confused as you. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, this is an Eagles team that's this is the first time they've missed the playoffs, I think, under Doug Peterson. No, uh, it is the second time. I did tweet this out that I said three of his four years they went to the playoffs. They actually, he's been there five years. He actually went seven and nine in his first season and also missed no, the playoffs. Well, but, you know, again, you're. I mean, right. so. First of all, uh, the NFC East is a very competitive division. Well, I, it wasn't this year, but for the most part, it's one of the most heated divisions in football. Uh, it's always a pretty tough division to win. Uh, just look at the Cowboys. Haven't been able to win it, even though they've had the, clearly the most talent uh, over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't get this firing. I really don't. This is your Super Bowl winning head coach. Right. Um, you know, finally got it done for you guys. Um, been honestly overperforming with what he's been given. Uh, <laughs> you know, the notable notable players for the Eagles these last couple of years, Truman, uh, I can name three. Fletcher Cox, Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey. And Alshon J- Jeffrey's getting old. Jason Kelsey, <laughs> the center. Yes, and, and Kelsey. Yeah. Other than that, I, I don't think I can name too many players for you from, from these Eagles. No. So, I mean, this, and I don't get this because this is clearly part of the Super Bowl hangover. You know, you spent big money. You signed those players for the Super Bowl push. Right. You you got and you, you, you got, got you, want it. you want it. So now you're gonna have you most teams that don't have the best player in the league, like Patrick Mahomes. Right. And, and don't have players like Sammy Watkins signing signing super team friendly deals and restructuring sure. contracts sure. are gonna have Super Bowl hangovers and have down year. This is an Eagles down year, so I don't get why they're firing Doug Peterson because of it. I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it just. I don't know, man. It blows my mind. I mean, you know, again, like we said, he's been there five seasons, he, five years. He's had two losing seasons. He went to the playoffs in three of those seasons, and he, and he won the Super Bowl. Uh, he's his his losing one of his losing seasons was seven and nine in his first year. Um, obviously, this is all based off of their last season at four and twelve. The question, I guess, is 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 ownership wanting to stick to Carson Wentz? Is that the deal? Is that Doug Peterson is done with Carson Wentz, and that means that did they pick? Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson? I didn't think of that angle, but that's very that's a very intelligent take. Right, because a I lot of this came after Doug Peterson was uh, presented his future. He had to go and present his future vision to the team, and the owners were going to decide whether what what Doug Peterson's future was. And Doug Peterson, it has been rumored that he and Carson Wentz were pretty much at an impasse. They were, you know, they were kind of just done with each other. Doug Peterson didn't want to see any more Carson Wentz, who has been dog shit this year. And Carson Wentz wanted to be traded unless he's the starter. And, you know, obviously Carson Wentz is on a big money deal. Right. He's, and I, and yeah. I, I talked about this earlier in the year. Um, Philip Rivers, uh, it, it, I think Carson Wentz's future a lot depends on whether or not Philip Rivers retires. Um, if Philip Rivers retires, I think is if the Eagles believe that Jalen Hurts is the guy, they ship uh, and, you know, the, uh, the Colts, I think, have the most cap space, right, Truman? Is that correct? Yes. They have the they most do. cap space in the league? Yes. I think that they would eat that contract, sign Carson Wentz to go to the Colts, and then the Colts would be dangerous. 
But and that's that's all. Once again, you know, speculation. I'm by no means having any insider information. I just think that <laughs> that would be a good deal for both teams. Maybe someday. But, yeah, not not not. This but year. I mean, it's just it's so confusing because it's not like Jalen Hurts played bad. He did in that game that he got benched for that kid that no one's ever heard of. And we talked about that last week. But that was, but, I mean, that was other stuff going on also. Right. But but I think you're right. I think that the Eagles management probably did choose Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson. I mean, I guess you spent 20, 20 mil plus and you're pretty much 20 mil plus dead cap space. If you if you cut Carson Wentz or trade him or whatever it is, right. you're going to have to eat some of that. And Doug Peterson, you know, he ain't paying that much. But if, this, if, right. if, it's, a, if it's a numbers thing... I mean, because, and we talked about this uh, personally between me and you the other day about how the the Eagles Super Bowl meant way more to them than, it, than probably what our Super Bowl meant to us right. for a lot of reasons. Chiefs had already won one. The Eagles hadn't won one. But the thing about the Eagles one is that they weren't favored in any of those games. You know, they were, that was the big thing is they were, the, they were the dogs. They were the dogs in every playoff game they played. And they yep. won every single one because Doug Peterson's. Were they a just... wild card when they won the Super Bowl? No, 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 no. They went thirteen three. We haven't had a wild card team win the Super Bowl, I believe, since the Giants. The Giants Tom. against Tom the second time. I think that was the last time a wild card team went to the went to the Super Bowl. That's that's and that was a that was a big fact of why I think the Chiefs and the Packers are probably the most likely to make it because nobody who hasn't had a had a first round bye in the playoffs has made it since that New York Giants team to the Super Bowl. Right. But, and so you could say that first round bye isn't important, but it is. Um, But, yeah, I just... I'm, I'm with you, man. I don't get it. I It blows my mind, you know. But, and, and again, that Super Bowl meant so much to that city, and so much, and... So much that they, they write it. <laughs> yeah, and you're done with that, coach, in five seasons... Because he had a, and obviously his two other playoff seasons were nine and seven, which aren't you know incredible. But in the NFC East, dude, fuck it, you win. That wins you a division. <laughs> Whatever, who cares? I just, I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah, it blows my mind. I'm upset. Very confusing. And and you know, and you're firing you're firing Doug Peterson to search for an offensive coordinator. That's you know, you know who they're eyeing. Yeah, uh, Kafka and uh, Bienemy, right? No, just Kafka, which also blows my fucking mind. Why isn't Eric? <laughs> the fact that the Houston Texans didn't fought, didn't even interview Eric Bienemy, and that's the reason that Deshaun Watson might leave, blows my. Stop not hiring Eric Bienemy. What the what the fuck is going on? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah I don't right? get that either. Uh, uh, apparently, though, I, I think I read somewhere that Bienemy also wasn't interested in the Texans job. Yeah, there's stuff that he's probably looking for the perfect head coaching job. And honestly, if you've got a good enough job as the Chiefs OC and you're just winning Super Bowls and whatever, why wouldn't you wait for yeah, the perfect I don't job? Think, why yeah, wouldn't you do I, a Josh McDaniels and just fucking, no, nah, I'll just stay instead, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that, I, and I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing as well. I think he's yeah. like, yeah, I, I like winning Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, I get it. I don't get it. I mean, you're basically firing Doug Peterson to hope to find somebody that can do half of what Doug Peterson did for you in his five years. If you can bring it, if they bring in somebody that can that can win two division titles in the next five years and a playoff win or two, you know they'll be like, oh sweet, great job. Even though they, right. you know, and now the hottest head coaching prospect out there should be Doug Peterson. I think it's very similar to when Andy Reid got fired. Andy Reid was immediately the top hire, and he went to the Chiefs. 
And I think Doug Peterson should be a hot commodity. He might, you know, he might go and take a break somewhere and be an offensive coordinator for a year or two. Did they hire somebody yet? No, not yet, I don't think. But they're narrowing stuff down. Like, they were going to do in-person interviews with uh, Sala, the defensive coordinator over in San Francisco. Yeah, and maybe Bienemy will be on that list as well. Sala probably deserves a job as well. But, I mean, I I, I do think you're probably right. I think Bienemy's probably, you know, honing in a perfect job because he – like Salah, he's like, man, dude, this team just sucked ass this year. You know, right. I might want yeah. my own job, but you know, BM, he's like, shit, bro. I went fourteen and two. I don't need to go to a spot that I don't think I'm going to be able to go to the playoffs. Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, I mean, okay. Well, so that's probably enough about the non-playoff teams. You know, it's been great. It's been fun. But as we did last week, let's roll it again, Owen. Let's do let's back. every single playoff game. Let's do a one-minute preview per person. Uh, and I'll start, you can start it off. We'll go Rams, Rams, Packers, uh, Ravens, Bills, Browns, Chiefs, and Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Why they were the only ones that I said the city of is beyond me. I don't, you know, I don't make the rules, but. Because they have the worst mascots out of all of them? Saints, Bucks? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Browns is probably a shitty Super Bowl. Uh, probably a shitty. Yeah, but it's too. like a it's like a it's like a person's name. It's Arthur Brown, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, just like Chiefs is Chief Bartle or whatever. Right. But okay. All right. Enough about mascots. You're stalling. You're stalling. You're trying to think of more no, stuff. Let's go. To let's say. go. All right. Good. All right. All right. All right. And your minute starts for the Rams and the, and the Packers good. right now. Okay. And now, all right, sorry, yeah, okay, the time started. It's fine, okay. finally, finally um, hit it. Yeah. So we've got uh, we've got the Rams and the Packers. Uh, I think the Packers are pretty clear, clearly superior team, but I do give the coaching advantage to the Rams. I think Sean McVay is you know the hottest coach in the NFL in terms of you know up and coming potential. Uh, he's super young. He's already had Super Bowl experience, which is very much to be noted because the Packers have no Super Bowl experience besides Aaron Rodgers left on their team. None of their coaching staff. Um, I do think that the Rams are feisty, and their defense is really good. Aaron Donald it continues to say that he's the best player in the NFL um, and deserves that number one spot, but quarterback bias keeps putting him down there. Uh, I still think the Packers take care of business. Aaron Jones is too good. Uh, I mean, you even got people like Lazard from Iowa State managing to contribute, and when you can get shitters like that to contribute, you know, you <laughs> um, So, yeah, I, I'm going to give Green Bay the advantage here. Uh 31-17. Yeah, I mean, I would implore you to put a little bit of respect on Matt LaFleur's name. Obviously, he did in his first year get the Packers to the NFC Championship game, especially with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, which is, if you haven't heard, is probably is not a great locker room guy, and he's kind of scary to come into as a head coaching job. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, I do think the Packers are the better team, but the Rams do... I would probably still agree with you that the Rams probably do still have the coaching advantage. Obviously, they beat the Seahawks last week by 10. By 10! With a uh, one-thumbed quarterback after, after oh, fuck, uh, whoever it was got injured, got a neck injured, and Jared Goff had to come in after having thumb surgery two Wolford, weeks ago. Right? And Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. After, after Jared Goff got hurt two weeks ago and had, and had to have his thumb replaced. But I think that thumb, uh, you know, I think not only having one thumb will come back to haunt him this week, and I still do like the Packers to roll. Uh, fuck, give me the Packers 28, Rams 20. Now moving on to the Baltimore Buffalo. 
All right, Baltimore Buffalo. Uh, this is the matchup of the week, folks. This, these are the two Titans that everyone's been hyping up since the beginning of the playoffs. Wow. No, the everyone's Titans got removed. Darlings, the Ravens, they were supposed to be shitty, but didn't it turn out to be shitty? Everyone's shocked. And yay, Buffalo Bills. They won their playoff game. woo Yeah, but this game's actually going to be really interesting. Uh, Devin Singletary versus uh, the four running back system of <laughs> Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, and whoever their fourth running back is, uh, RG3, I guess. But, I, I mean, it's the game of the week. Uh, I really can't pick this one. This I think it's a toss-up. I still think Buffalo's probably the better team. Uh, I think McDermott's probably the better head coach uh, and has coached better throughout these playoffs and these um, and the regular season. Uh, give me Bills, uh, Bills 24, Ravens 21. Yeah, I think, honestly, something that I just actually thought about is I think these teams are starting to run out of steam. Obviously, both these teams finished the season hot. Buffalo and Baltimore both ended it on five-plus game win streaks. Uh, they both won last week. They knocked off. Uh, the Titans were able to to contain Derrick Henry and keep that uh, and keep and keep that rolling. And uh, Buffalo, you know, was able to be op- opportunistic and get outplayed by the. <laughs> get outplayed by the uh, Colts and still be able to move on. But I still, you know, and I think Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson were probably the reason that both those teams won last week. You know, I think that's uh, something that I heard Colin Cowherd say, but I, you know, I agree with it. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of that Colin Cowherd says. But at the end of the day, I think it will come down to which defense can keep the other QB contained. I think Lamar is a a little more one-dimensional, and Buffalo's defense is, but Buffalo's defense is a little worse. This will probably be the closest game of the weekend, but I expect... Baltimore's angle, anger to fuel them. Give me them moving past Buffalo 24-21. Wow, okay. Moving game, on to Cleveland, game of the week for us, yeah. Yep, moving on to Cleveland, Kansas City. This is the most lopsided game of the week. Uh, Ten-point spread for the Chiefs. Um, I, I think the Chiefs are better all around. Uh, call me crazy, <sighs> but I, I think that the Chiefs running backs are going to do better than Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Uh, wow, I think Frank I will Clark. Call crazy. I think Frank Clark, Mike Pinnell, Chris Jones, Mike Dana, uh, all of these dudes just thrive off of this bulletin more material, saying they're going to get run over. Um, and I, I'm ready for the Chiefs' D-line to pounce, uh, and obviously the offense is you know number one in the league, and I expect them to look like that against a shitty-ass secondary that the Browns have. Look like Swiss cheese against the trash-ass team. So uh, give me a beatdown. Uh, give me Chiefs 42, uh, Baltimore 24. Cleveland 24. Jeez, that is a beatdown. Yeah, um, you know, oddly enough, I also, in my first sentence, I had this should be the most lopsided game of the weekend, basically <laughs> echoing this sentiment that you have. But the Browns have a do, do have a good ground game that can slow this game down a bit. I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't expect the Browns to put up 50 points again. Uh, obviously, Bra- uh, obviously, Chubb and Hill are both very good runners as well. But at the same time, it's, uh, that Chiefs defense that we've kind of been seeing has been banged up. They've been hurt. You know, it's been uh, we've we've had some defensive line uh, issues, and some guys have been hurt. We also were missing both our in- inside linebackers in week week sixteen and seventeen, and I think that is a very understated fact. That I think uh, having those guys back and healthy or at a better capacity than where they were, plus the plus the offensive line getting even more healthy. I like the Chiefs to rebound here and look like the old Chiefs. And this will be the first time that they've won by more than a score in the last seven or eight games or whatever it is. Give me the Chiefs 31, Browns 20. 
Which yeah. brings us to the final game of the week, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Give it to me, Owen. Battle of the old men. Uh, but I think that, uh, you know, Tom Brady, uh, like that uh, the Gridiron Heights short says, you know, always good, but there's always some, someone better. I think that this time the someone better is going to be Drew Brees and the always well, good is going to be Tom Brady this time. Right, because so, it, it, it's, it's always the reverse. Drew Brees yes. is always good, but there's someone better, right? Yes, yeah. generally, yes. But this time, uh, Drew Brees is finally going to turn it around. Uh, I think Tom Brady has the better weapons, but I think the Saints are just an all-around better team. The Saints seem to have game plans that lead to victories. They've got uh, Tampa Bay's number. I've beat them twice already this year, and I know everyone says it's always hard to beat team three times. But uh, give me uh, Alvin Kamara when the game gets going tough and shit gets slowed down. Um, so, yeah, I, I, just, I just feel like New Orleans is going gonna, is gonna to expose Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay is very good. I think they had one of the easiest schedules in the league, and I think the Saints are about to prove it. Uh, give me Saints 31, uh, the, uh, Tampa Bay 24. Yeah, the big question here is that can Tampa, can Tampa Bay finally win the third one and New Orleans complete the series sweep? And the thing that we always hear in the NFL is that it is very hard to beat a team three times. That's something that people say a lot. But uh, is it? <laughs> is it really that hard for somebody to beat, the, beat a team three times? I think we've seen teams do it plenty of times. I think you should expect Tampa, Tampa Bay to, you know, lose this one again. Yeah, obviously... Uh, the question will be, is, is New Orleans cursed or whatever's going on, or is Drew Brees going to run out of gas? And his arm does look a little shot. But I think New Orleans is going to have their three-headed monster ready to roll. And they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by 35 in Tampa in the middle of the season. And they beat them by 11 in New Orleans to open the season. I think Tampa Bay continues to roll. I think New Orleans is going to have a little bit of a crowd there still, which always helps get a little more of a, of a, of a rocking crowd. The more crowd... Sorry, you say Tampa the, Bay continues to roll? Sorry, No. New Orleans. Sorry, New Orleans okay. continues to roll. Uh, I think that's going to be just as lopsided as the Chiefs game, except a little higher scoring. Give me New Orleans 42, Tampa Bay 31. That's it. I think, did we disagree on any of them? We disagreed on Baltimore-Buffalo, right? Too yeah, close. you said you, you, you like the Ravens. I, I like, I like uh, Buffalo to win. I think, I, think it's as, I think that game is as coin toss as it gets. I, I mean, think, I'm with you there. I mean, I don't think these other games are really that debatable. The weird, the weird thing about those two teams is that the, the variety of that team that could show up for each team is insane. Yeah. You could see, you know, you could see Buffalo win by 24. You could see Baltimore win by 21. You know, it doesn't, it, it could right. be anything. I don't be shocked if anything happens, but yeah, give me, I'll take Baltimore. I think they're probably the better team. A little more seasoned. A little more angry, a little more pissed off. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. But I, I, like I said, I'm very interested for this week before championship. But of course, that brings us to our special segment, Owen. Yes, is sir, your it does. is your play this week? Is Dom's doming play or is it Dom's damning play this week? Uh, it's Dom's damning play. Uh, oh, Pouncy, Pouncy, you can't do this, man. You can't start oh, yeah. off the game down seven. Uh, I think it was this was obvious. I think this was very obviously the worst play of the weekend. Yep. Uh, Tossing the opening one of the opening plays over your quarterback's head is not a good way to start the game. Yeah, uh, it was almost even worse. You almost fell on it for a safety. I think that actually would have been even worse for the Steelers if that would have been a safety because the Browns were just carving them up all game. Uh, so imagine if it was nine zero instead of seven zero. But you can't do that, man. That's my that's my damn play of the week. You can't toss that ball. Yep. Yeah. I I don't hate it. Um. Uh... Brings us Steen's Spotlight Player of the Week. 
Uh, my spotlight player of the week is actually going to go to the best running back that played this weekend. And uh, you might think, oh, you mean Derrick Henry? No. Uh, you mean uh, Alvin Kamara? No. Do you mean Lamar Jackson? No. I mean, technically. This, the Lamar Jackson did have four more rushing yards than this guy. But actually, the best guy... What the... Wow, that was odd. Uh, the best guy to play this week, uh, who actually showed up for his team and produced and got them through and was probably the main reason they won, is Cam Akers. Cam a Akers, the Los Angeles Rams running back. Obviously, as we talked about earlier, uh, he was able to stabilize the Rams as they lost their starting quarterback early to a neck injury where he had to leave the game in an ambulance. He got... He went to the hospital. You know, prayers up to that guy. I hope he's. I hope he's doing better. Was it Tyler Warford? Is that, is that what we decided? Was it Wofford? Warford? Uh, it's it's, Wofford? it's one of those. Hold on a second. second. Yeah, whoever it was, I'll, you know. I'll just fact check that for you. And obviously, we talked about Jared Goff. Uh, obviously, two two weeks removed from thumb surgery. He's playing basically one thumbed. And you know, Cam Akers said, "You know what? I'll step up. I'll be the guy." And that's what the playoffs are about: is stepping up and being the guy. And that's where the Rams veteran experience shows and having guys like Sean McVay being able to hold the rain steady helps is you know Cam Akers showed up and ran for 131 yards and one touchdown and I think that's I think that's massive I think it is Wolford by the way and by the way totally agree with your spotlight player of the week Cam Akers was a beast he's a rookie still right no no I think Cam Akers has been around for a bit let me let me check that now I got now I'll fact check you Cam Akers oh Go? I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, he is it. He is a rookie. I'll be damned. Cool. Cam Akers from. Can you guess? Uh, is it Utah? It's Florida State. I wouldn't have known that either. I'm actually surprised that I'd never heard of him. Uh, but yeah, he is a rookie, and you know that's a that big time, big time players make big time plays in big time games, and Cam Akers Always shows true. up. Uh, you know, Sean McVay. Shout out to Sean McVay as well. Obviously, he probably helped stabilize the team. Uh, but yeah, you know, Cam Akers, Spotlight Player of the Week, able to will the will the Rams to a win. Uh, that about wraps it up for us. We're gonna move into our non-sports topics, and of course, we always do our top five of the week. And we've got an interesting one, and this was suggested by a listener. Uh, shout out Evan. We were running low on ideas. I posted on Twitter. I said, Hey, anybody got any ideas for the top five? I believe I got one response, and one of the things that he listed for the top fives was school lunches. So. Top five of the week this week is school lunches. And me and Owen went to, went to high school in different states. Ne right next to each other, but different mm -hmm. states. So I'm interested to see if we have all the same crossover of lunches and stuff like that. Because we both went to public schools. Right. So, right. But uh, I think you went to, you know, I'd say a slightly more wealthy school district. My, my school district is very wealthy, and my school is kind of brand new. So I, I was the second class to go all the way through my high school. I think my high school uh. is a little bit less history than yours. And my school is not either of those <laughs> things. So, all right. So, uh, to I be wanna... fair, though, Truman, uh, due to uh, uh, national laws, our school wasn't allowed to be painted, like actually painted and colored inside until my senior year. So it did look like a prison. Why? Because you're not allowed to paint schools or something after until like six years or something. It's some weird law, but you can't paint them. It's a weird. It's really weird. But trust me, my first three years, nothing was allowed to be painted. It was all gray and looked like a prison. I'm interested. All right, Owen, <laughs> give me, with that being said, give me your top five of school prison lunches. Yeah, so actually, uh, my high school didn't have that bad of school lunch. Uh, obviously, with uh, with uh, 
you know, M- Michelle Obama ruining school lunch. Uh, school right. lunch got worse. But no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. The, I'm the playing biggest travesty she, she did was take actual sodas out of the vending machines. It was only diet yes, sodas. Yes, and only diet. That, but we can, we can rant about that later. That one actually does suck. But, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, maybe I didn't need to be drinking that much soda when I was 17 that, years fair. old. That's fair. Exactly. That's fair. But, so, uh, I, didn't, I, I'm, I was one of those guys that uh, got pizza at lunch a bunch because um, I didn't really like school lunch all that much. Interesting. Okay. So, but that being could, said, pizza's wait, wait. not going to really be on here because I'm that only being doing said, actual school lunch. Could your school, could, were you guys one of the people that could leave campus for lunch? Uh, no, we could we, not. We also lost that privilege because of hoodlums. I don't, I don't know when we lost that, like a few years before me, but uh-huh. yeah, we definitely, we got a different lunch area senior year, but we did not get to leave for. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get to leave either. I know that some of the other Blue Valley schools did, but I think my school just said no because everything was basically too far away anyway. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, coming in at number five, I've got the personal pizza. So what it was is these little tiny little pizzas, right? It's got the frilly edges, you know, like about that kind of big. It was a circle shape. Did yours? Were yours the circles or the squares? I, I had the squares. We had the we had the sheet pizza. Oh yeah, Tony's pizza, right? I, essentially, it was just it was a big tray of pizza they they would just put in there. It was basically a lasagna. That yeah, that's kind of what the these pizza. little personal pizzas were. So it was kind of like sure, a, a sure. mini deep dish, mm-hmm. but it was one of the, the actually the better things that uh, the school cooked, and I thought it was pretty all right. So coming in at okay. number four, surprising because of where my holidays rankings are, but it's the Thanksgiving uh, school mm-hmm. lunch mm-hmm. that they had. Mm-hmm. So they special. brought out the turkey. They brought out the gravy that was, you know, not good, but not uh, not terrible either. Yeah. Uh, but they did bring out the absolutely incredible cranberry sauce. I don't know what. It was probably the ocean spray stuff at school, the cheapest stuff they could find. But damn, that cranberry sauce for the Thanksgiving meals was so good. And they always had Thanksgiving cookies. It was great. Um, number three, the Bosco stick. Truman, are you familiar with the Bosco stick? I actually I actually had a buddy who choked on a Bosco stick in like elementary school and threw up yeah. all, over the, all over the lunch floor. <laughs> They tell you to be careful with those things for a reason. That cheese is really stringy, and that can't happen. But they're delicious. Yeah. So coming in at number three, is the one of the guys, stick. one of the guys that we play Rocket League with. If you're, I'll, oh, I'm, nice. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dox him. I'm not gonna dox him here on the show and, and call him out for throwing up a Bosco stick. But he knows who he is. <laughs> so at number two is the French toast and sausage. Uh, okay. You know, it was like you know the sausage patties, the real cheap stuff. A lot mm-hmm. of people said sometimes they even looked green. But uh, don't know why they looked green. They still tasted good. Uh, but the French toast. Always loved it throughout uh, my schooling in the Blue Valley School District. Um, through elementary school, middle school, and high school. Same consistent French toast. When you got the crispy stuff, the syrup was delicious. So French toast and sausage coming in at number two at my school lunch. And number one item for school lunch. Uh, Truman, this probably won't surprise you considering uh, it's, it was a p- large part of my college diet. But that was uh, the corn dogs. Man, we had some oh. good corn dogs at high school lunch. You were, you were a big corn dog guy. You did eat a lot were, of corn dogs. They were in very college. good. Uh, obviously, you needed to grab the crispy ones because that's just clearly what you need to do. Crispy over fluffy any day for corn mm-hmm. dogs. Mm-hmm. But uh, we did have some pretty good corn dogs at school lunch. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's my top five. So, going through it again, we've got the personal pizza, the Thanksgiving meal, mainly the turkey, cranberry sauce, and uh, the little cookies that they had. Number three, the Bosco stick. Number two, French toast and sausage, and number one, corn dogs. Interesting. All right, all right. Uh, so I've got a few. I've got a few honorable mentions here. Well, this one's not. A, this one's not an honorable mention, but this is something that we have to mention. 
is is obviously one of the Kansas staples that everybody swears by or whatever. And I'm, you know, again, I'm not from Kansas, and we didn't do this, but there's the big chili and cinnamon roll thing that I feel like some public Kansas public school people will be left out of. I have heard that we didn't do that at my high school. No, and neither did we. And honestly, I don't get the obsession over it. It's fine. Cinnamon roll and chilies, it's fine to have a cinnamon roll and have some chili, but I don't, you know, you're not dipping it in there. It's just, I don't, the obsession with like, it it's, is it's just like a, it's, it's just like a savory and sweet. Yes. Sean, Sean says he thinks we may have had that in elementary school, but I don't remember it. I, ne- I would never trust school chili, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Uh, I also have an honorable mention of uh, sometimes during breakfast, I would walk through there. Uh, like after all the, all the kids that actually ate breakfast that like got to school early and went and ate breakfast and all that stuff. Every now and again, I'd go buy a super donut. I didn't even think about super donuts. I just remembered super donuts. Holy shit, dude. You ever had a super donut? Never had a super. Oh my God. Oh, I'm going to order a case of super donuts just so you can have one. I don't know what they were like crack and like looking back (laughs) on it. Like I can't imagine how like they were that good, but man, they were just fantastic order your do do yourself a favor i think you buy like a box of them i don't know probably for like 25 dollars. but you know you'll probably get like 30 or 20 super super donuts and it'll last you for dude they are fantastic (laughs) i don't know look it up look it up on the internet look it up on the internet are they like individually wrapped just plain donuts yes all right that doesn't look that bad People will you go crazy. Get, um, you can't get a case for forty bucks. Um, how many how many donuts come in in a case? Uh, let me see here. Uh, forty dollars. All those do, do look. I do like me some original donut. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes out box. Uh, it's a forty dollars uh, with forty super donuts. Yeah. So here on Mondays we do uh, on Twitch.tv slash Steam Machine we do uh, we do Grub Buds and I might have to order a box of super donuts and then send you guys some super donuts and we might have to do a grub buds on super donuts. All right. That's how much, that's how highly I want to speak of these, but that's again, again, stuff for stuff for another time. Okay. So, uh, honorable, but uh, another honorable mention is, uh, drinking. I, I would walk through the, the, the cafeteria and as they were, um, (laughs) as they were cleaning up, they would leave unopened milks out and I would just pick up like a shitload of chocolate milks. (laughs) <laughs> and I would drink like four or five chocolate. Like, what was the brand that you had? Was it? Was it an A and E? Was it like a high. Yeah, it was A and E. You're right. It was that chocolate milk was good. That I, was good. It was I, good I chocolate a lot milk. Of that in high school too. Yeah, but like I would go through just in breakfast when I hadn't eaten breakfast in the mornings, and I would just walk through and pick up like four or five chocolate milk containers and just drink them in first hour. And to think about think about me just being a psychopath during that is, is <laughs> during that is insane. But I would do that. So that's an honorable mention. Okay, now to my official list, number five, and this is going to be different. This is going to be and this is I I think also before Michelle Obama, uh, got into school lunches. And again, I'm not I'm not big on Michelle Obama ruined school lunches. But the one thing that she did ruin for me was the salads. Ironically enough, because the salads in 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 like elementary and middle school were absolutely not healthy at all and they were fantastic you could order them they would you would get like a thing of crackers it would come with a thing of cheese and a thing of ranch you'd pour it all in there you'd crush up the crackers and then you just shake the shit out of that salad oh it was so good that's such a good salad uh i did actually now that i think about it eat quite a bit of salad in in high school just because i really liked the caesar dressing that they had mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, number four on my list is the chicken sandwich. 
You know, it was just a nice. It, it was basically just like a McChicken, except school schoolified. You know, no lettuce or anything. But they right. normally have like some mayo. You could just put a, a bunch of mayo on there. I know you're not a mayo guy. I assume you would put ketchup on it. But yeah, uh, you probably go. Probably be a plan, honestly. Interesting. Chicken sandwich, probably. Yeah, you know, you're a psychopath. Um, <laughs> but I go, I got chicken sandwich with mayo. It was always, it was generally pretty nice. I enjoyed that. Uh, that's my number four. Number three, chicken nuggets. Again, hard to mess up chicken nuggets. True. Um, just very good, very classic. Again, you, the barbecue, you get that barbecue sauce that came in the uh, the packets. It's great, yeah. fantastic. Um, number three, right? Okay, no. Number two, sorry, cheeseburger and tots. Tots were one of the best things that they would put out there. And it was just, and you get that cheeseburger, it was, you know, one of the few items that you would get that was always, like, a banger. And, like, it's one of those things that you'd always expect them to ruin and be like, just a hamburger. But, no, they kept the cheese on there. It was fantastic. Cheeseburger and tots that generally oh, would get paired up. Number two. What? Dude, you, you made me remind me of something. I forgot the thing that I messed up the most at school lunch. I, I cannot believe I forgot it. Did you guys have, like, the the shrimp poppers? The tiny little popcorn shrimp? Oh, fuck me. Oh, my Dude, God. I, I also missed those. those. I ate so many of those. All right. That's all my, right. That's chicken, my one. Chicken nuggets, that's my one. Chicken nuggets, you're off the list. Shrimp poppers, you're on the list. Chicken nuggets are done. The salad gets to stay, but the chicken nuggets, you're gone. The shrimp poppers, oh my god! I didn't Personal even like. Pizza gets kicked off. Yep. Shrimp I didn't even like shrimp eat. as a kid, and I right. fucking right. would <laughs> smash shrimp poppers. Yeah, absolutely, shrimp poppers belong in the top five. That's my fault. Uh, but my number one, and this is actually going to be surprising. It was, it was, it was always the thing that went up against chicken nuggets, and it was one of the things that I didn't discover until later in the year. But it was always, and it because it, it always looked gross. Like at the beginning, like as a kid, you're like, "Fuck that! That looks disgusting." Right. You're like, "Who would ever order that?" But number one, I don't know if you guys had this, and I've said this before, and people are like, "What the fuck is that?" Number one, creamed turkey. Oh, oh. I think we did have creamed turkey, Sean. It, do you remember if we had creamed? Like, turkey? not everybody would get it. Not everybody would get a lot of it. It's basically a scoop of mashed potatoes, and they would mix that shitty chicken gravy that they had. Uh -huh. And they would put chunks of turkey in there. Oh, my God. And they'd pour that over the mashed potatoes. And most people wouldn't get it because you get chicken nuggets and mashed potatoes with gravy on the side. But, like, dude, cream turkey was a fucking banger. It that was mashed. I like, I, I, like, think about, I, every now and again, I think about making it, like, in my everyday life. But that would be my top meal. Like, and it took me a while to realize it until, like, late middle school, early high school. I didn't realize that. Cream turkey was such a banger. And normally there'd be like a roll, and you get to dip the roll in the gravy and the turkey. Oh, oh, chef's kiss. I think, would you agree with me, Truman, that half the battle in school lunch is just trying it? Because yeah. school lunches just don't look like they'd be good. Like, right, because I've heard not, chili like, mac is good, and but I never even touched the chili, like the Frito chili mac. Did you ever have that monstrosity? I've got a cousin that swears by it who says it's great, and I'm like, Never had it. Never even. Yeah, I, I saw that shit. Most never. Most of the battle at school lunch is just trying something that looks incredibly visually unappealing. Right. Most of the battle with feeding children is like that. So I, <laughs> I get it. But all right. So that'll do it for our top five I'm school so lunches. I'm so glad I remember shrimp poppers, dude. Oh, I messed up those things. I got so many of those. Oh yeah. All right. All right. So from top to bottom, we'll go salad, chicken sandwich, shrimp poppers, cheeseburger and tots, cream turkey number one. There you go. That's cream turkey is man. special. I'll, you, 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 
once I uh, once we get together here uh, during the summer, you'll come over. You can come over, and I'll make you. Or maybe you know, maybe if we do a little Super Bowl stream, I don't. Maybe just come for the weekend, and I'll make you. I'll make you cream turkey. I'll, I'll show you what the fuck it's about, and it's all right. Fucking bangs, but all your, right. Your cooking is pretty good, so I'll give you that. Uh, and I'm work. Yeah, I made I made uh, pan seared cod on a bed of vegetables today for lunch. That was that was fantastic. And then I made a. It was supposed to be a white bean chili, and I made, but I only had one can of white bean, so I went white bean, black bean, and it was basically like corn, cream cheese, vegetable broth, jalapenos, sliced bell peppers. But it it is basically a Southwest soup at that point, but it was it's fantastic. I had a bowl of it before this; it was awesome. Um, okay, but we need to wrap up this show. So, Owen, where can we find where can we find you at? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash domination7 and on Twitter at domination7. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-7. That's right. He's got the stream Twitter rolling, so he can tweet That's out right. hashtag WMPOY challenge plus Kelsey. That's all he uses it for at this point. Uh, oh, that's my burner. I have a burner. I have a third Twitter account. Oh, my specifically God. Specifically for that. Jesus. It's, uh, if you want to follow my burner for Kelsey retweets, um, that one is at get DM'd. That's at G E T D M E D. Uh, and the name on that is Obvious Burner. Nice. So if you want to follow my account, which for some reason 16 people are following for my retweets of Travis Kelsey. That's amazing. Uh, That's incredible. Feel free, feel free to follow my burner. Now you need to go and do what that one Tampa Bay Buccaneers account does and tweet under tweet ridiculous takes under everything. That's so fucking under, stupid. Literally everything. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, and, of course, I've been Truman Steen. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Machine and Twitter by the same name. Uh, we also do a food podcast called Grub Buds. You can find that wherever you're listening to this podcast as well. Uh, Spotify or iTunes. Just look it up. Grub Buds. G-R-U-B-G-R-U-B-B-U-D-S. Grub Buds. Two words. Um, and, you know, I do, you know, I do, uh, and twitter.com slash Machine. I do, I put out a fair amount of chief stuff on my Twitter uh, among some other stream promotion and uh, albeit politically charged content at times. Um, but <laughs> uh, that'll about do it for us here. But as always, we wrap it up with some pop culture minutes. Owen, you want to get us started here? Yeah, uh, I'd like to just say I hate the NCAA. Uh, they're ruining college football. They're trying to just ruin it. They need to expand the playoff. They need to stop the obvious like cheating that programs are doing. Uh, there is no reason for only three schools to appear in the college football playoff every year. Uh, the college football playoff should not always consist of Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. Something's wrong. Something's broken. It needs to be fixed. Get on it. It's not an exciting product. I love watching college football. I didn't watch a single minute of the national championship because it was very obvious what was going to happen. Um, stop putting forth a shitty product expand the playoff there's no you can't you get more money you already extort these kids for money get more money expanding the playoff and don't tell me oh the kids play too much if they go to the nfl they're about to play a literally 25 percent more don't tell me that they're playing too much don't care expand the playoff kids can play 13 games thank you yeah yeah i i'm with you i mean it's pretty much unwatchable at this point i just 
I just I'm not very impressed by it anymore. It's hard to watch. It's not exciting to watch. I'm I'm 100% with you. Um, my pop culture minute of the week is actually again you know a little heartwarming thing. Um, the thing about sports and people you know what's what some people outside of sports don't get is that sports isn't always about uh the sports itself. Sometimes it's about the community that we build here. And it's about hanging out with fans and stuff like that. I was reminded by a Facebook post I saw. I, re, I reposted it today of me and Owen, actually, at the Colts uh, versus Chiefs playoff game. Going yeah, crazy. Game. Uh, you know, again, I think about, you know, hanging out with the Colts fans in the stands during that time and stuff like that. And, you know, just some people just don't understand that uh, sports is a, a lot about, you know, having a community that you can, like, celebrate things with and have a lot of fun with. And uh, that's what, you know, that's what one of those things that, but like people get it like you know you get to share stuff when you think about anime or video games you know sometimes you have those communities that you spend a lot of time with and stuff like that but um this is something i saw on chief's twitter the other day but it was a guy who had posted and the guy won't post any of this stuff i won't, I won't, I won't shout out handles here and stuff like that because you know i don't you know how much how much exposure you want whether you know you're not getting that much exposure from the Domino's true podcast but uh it's he, he tweeted out and said, you know, hey, is there anybody who just needs like 20 bucks right now? I'm trying to, you know, just pay something forward. And uh, I, you know, he's like, and just, you know, he's like, at anybody. He's like, literally, like, you just DM me. I won't, you know, I won't use it for clout. I'll just send you, you know, whoever 20 bucks can really help. If anybody knows anybody that can really help 20 bucks and stuff like that. And he put out that second tweet. I liked his second tweet about that. And he DM'd me and he was like, hey, is there anybody that you like know that needs it and stuff like that? And I was like, no, because I don't really need it and stuff like that. But, you know, I just thought it was amazing. And he went on to tell me a story about how a Chiefs fan had helped him out like a few weeks ago when he was waiting on his uh, disability stuff to hit from work and stuff like that. His workman's comp is what it was. And he, uh, you know, a Chiefs fan had sent him like 100 or 100 or $200 or something like that to, you know, help make rent and stuff like that. And he, when he tried to pay the Chiefs fan back, the, the guy said, uh, you know, he's like, just pay it forward. And you know, I just like, don't, don't worry about it, man. Just pay it forward to other people. And, you know, I just thought that's just a great summary of the, these communities that every, that, uh, that sports foster when you cheer for somebody and you get to post on it and yeah. share your feelings with things like that. And you meet a lot of people and things like that. And I was like, you know, that's just a fantastic story. And, you know, obviously I'm very proud of that Chiefs kingdom, but stories like that happen in every sports fandom. And there's, you know, other fandoms that bring together people stuff and like that and stuff. But I just wanted to shout that out. I think, you know, if you ever, you know, look at crazy sports fans and think how crazy they are and, you know, how crazy they can get. And we can get crazy for sure. I get it. But, you know, sometimes there are great things that happen in these communities. And I just wanted to shout that out. And ended on a positive note here before the Chiefs first playoff game. So... That'll do it here for uh, that'll do it here for us at Dom. That's true. We will see you next week. Hopefully, hopefully, talking more Chiefs. Yes, sir. After this, after this first week of playoffs, uh, we really appreciate it. Especially if you made it this far, we appreciate you guys stopping in. We hope to see you next week. Go Chiefs! Fuck the Browns. Make it personal. <laughs>